Hello, and welcome to another episode of Beauty of Birth Podcast. Today, I am here with my sister, Megan. Hello, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. So, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. By the time you're listening to this, it'll be Christmas Day. Yep. It's pretty exciting. I hope that you're all having a good Christmas, whether you're staying at home this year or with some of your family. We want to celebrate the reason for the season, so today... On the topic of birth stories, we're going to be talking about the story of Jesus' birth many thousands of years ago. So we're just going to be giving some, like, interesting facts and stuff that we learned that you might not know about the story of Christ's birth. First, I'm just going to be starting us off with the first seven verses of Luke 2. Just telling a little bit about this very famous story of Christ's birth. Luke 2. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. Basically what um, the famous story is that we all know and have heard, especially if you grew up religious or going to church, that, that Mary was a young girl who was betrothed to be married, to a man named Joseph, but she, before they were married, she ended up conceiving with, with a child, but she had, she was a virgin, and an angel came to her in a dream saying, you're going to be birthing the Savior, but Joseph was really gracious and, like, believed her that she was a virgin and was going to marry her anyway, but the king at the time called for a registration which is basically like a census for all the people to be counted, like where they were from and everything. So they had to go back to his hometown, which was a small town called Bethlehem. But when they they got there, Mary started going into labor. So they came to an inn. The innkeeper said, there's no room here, but you can go in the stables. So they go in the stables. She gives birth and lays him in a manger. Then some wise men come, some shepherds. (laughs) First, the shepherds. <laughs> but that's basically... Oh, they follow a star and then come to the stable to visit Jesus. Yeah. The nativity scene. The nativity. So now I'm going to go through some little-known facts about the birth story that that are kind of a bit different from the birth story you always hear. That people... Some people know, like... I already, I already knew most of these, but a lot of people, if you if you aren't a Christian... Well, a lot of Christians... Even a lot of Christians might not know. And people in the church, there's just a lot of, like, we kind of accept that basic story of it, and that's not quite how it went. And there's a lot more that could be said. If you've watched, like, the, the movie, The Nativity Story, that's what it's called, right? I think it's just called the nativity. The nativity. That kind of gives more 
um, in depth about, like, what the culture was actually like. And yeah. That's a good movie, actually. Would recommend. Yeah. But it's kind of cool to meditate on this and, like, how real it actually was for these people. Like, it's not just, like, a myth. Yeah. I feel like the birth story starts to sound kind of like a myth or, I don't know, more yeah. magical, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Not that it, there wasn't some magical parts of it, but it wasn't necessarily so, like, ideal as I feel like the nativity scene is. Like, that they were all there, King and Falvestan, they're all beautifully, like, under yeah. there and giving the gifts, whereas, like, it was definitely a bit different from that, so. Especially when you're thinking about birth stories and, like, all the ones that people have told so far on here, like, there's always, it's always, like, full of pain and hardship and just, like, imagine having to give birth in those conditions. Would not be the best, that's for sure. Okay, so my first one is that Mary and Joseph had an arranged marriage. Their marriage would have been negotiated by their fathers, as per custom of that time. Technically, back then, when you were engaged to someone, you were legally married in every way except you weren't living together or consummating your marriage. This would be for a year, and the angel appeared to Mary during this time. So I I thought that's interesting. I kind of knew that, but I feel like when you think engaged, you don't think how it was back then, which was basically that you were married. Except that you didn't live together. Like, I feel like now engagement can just is a little more frivolous. Like, it still is like you were going to get married, but it doesn't mean that you're legally married. Back then it meant you were legally married already. Yeah. Like, you weren't going to break up easily. Like, like it would have been just as hard to break up being betrothed as married, basically. Because you were legally married already. Hmm. <clears throat> so... It's just a bigger deal. I wonder if that's why they say betrothed. I don't know if that really has a different meaning, but somehow in my mind, betrothed sounds more legit than engaged. I don't know. It just sounds more, like, serious somehow. Um, My second thing is that Mary was a pregnant teenager. Mary was not an adult in any sense. She was 12 to 14, which back then was the common age to be married in Jewish culture. Her pregnancy would have caused many to judge her harshly, and this could result in ex- execution for her as she would have broken her marriage vows. It was up to Joseph, and thankfully he was merciful. It was up to him yeah. whether he, wa- like, it was his call whether she would be killed or he would just, like, divorce her quietly. But luckily, they would just he was kill, a good man. Kill a pregnant woman? It's really sad. It's, yeah, it's actually really awful. So Meg says it's not so ideal like the times back then because if the man got really mad or wasn't a good person, I guess, they could just say that they should die, which, yeah, is really awful because she's pregnant, obviously. So I just thought it's interesting because I know that she would have been a teenager, but I still feel like in my mind I still think of her as older. But she, yeah, she would have been yeah. around that age, like, super young. Because that was, like, when they would get betrothed or married back then. Really young. It's like middle school age. Yeah, you would not think that. Even in the Nativity movie, she looks older. Yeah. Like, they definitely, definitely. did not portray her as... I think it's just kind of jarring to make a movie and have, like, a 14-year-old actress Be pregnant. like being pregnant. And somehow that's just, like, not something you want to see. But... Yeah. Uh, my third is Joseph was not a carpenter. This one I actually didn't know, to be honest. 
Sometimes certain words get lost in translation. For instance, the Greek word for carpenter used to describe Joseph is tekton, which is better translated as craftsman. Therefore, it's more likely he was a laborer or possibly a stonemason, as most buildings in Nazareth were made of stone, not wood. Hmm. So I thought that interesting. was interesting, because actually that is one thing I didn't know. It is very interesting, the Greek words that do get kind of lost in translation when you when when they go over to like whatever version of the Bible they're translated into. So I feel like there's just some things we have, like, that the translation have kind of gotten a little bit off. Not saying that it's not God's word still. It's not bad, but it's more just a little bit, like, some of the translations are a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting to hear about. My fourth one is Jesus was not born in a stable. The word stable or innkeeper are never mentioned in the biblical account of the birth story. The Greek word inn actually refers to a guest chamber, not a public inn for strangers. Jesus was more likely born in the lower room of the house where animals were brought in after the night where the manger comes from. That's like, sorry, that's where the manger comes from. So there still were animals there, but it most likely was not a stable. I've heard before that it could have been a cave. Um, yeah, I've heard that too. But it's it was really interesting to read about this too because I already knew that he was not necessarily born in a stable, but um, I didn't know that the Greek word in didn't refer to a public inn for strangers because I still thought it was just a public inn for strangers, to be honest. It's apparently it was like a guest chamber. So it was like somebody's house. Yeah, so it wasn't someone. Yeah, so it wasn't. Which makes sense because there was no room for them in the inn. But I guess he's saying, it's saying that none of them were inns. They were all, like, the ones that they went to. I'm not really sure. Hmm. It's a little interesting. But it is interesting to think it's just a lower room. It could have been just a lower room of a house mm-hmm. where the animals were brought in. I mean, still same sort of vibes that the animals were there. <laughs> so it's not, like, crazy. <laughs> like, still kind of a stable if that's where the animals sleep. That's th- that's why I'm saying it's not necessarily, like, yeah. But I guess, I guess it's not just, like, a separate. It could it might not have just been a totally separate place where there was, like, bunch of hay all in like it could have just been like a place where they just brought the animals in at night and then the rest of the time they were actually in a stable yeah i don't know who knows it's hard to say (laughs) my next one is that there were not three wise men i already i've known this for a while but i remember when i did think there was three wise men for the longest time and then found out there wasn't i was actually kind of shook i was like what um also they didn't visit jesus the night he was born like the shepherds they most likely visited around a year later so Jesus would have been at least a year old. Which is really weird to think about because we all, that's why I'm saying the nativity is not true entirely because the wise men didn't come on that same night. They came mm-hmm. way later. And they were pagan priests, so they were not Christians. Um, they could have become Christians from seeing Jesus. It's, not, it's hard to say. And but- also we have no idea how many of them there were. Like, there could have been four, there could have been five, there could have been six. We have no idea. The only reason that we say three is because they gave three gifts, but that's just how many gifts they gave. It never specifies in the Bible how many there were. Could have been a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Hundreds. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Not that many. (laughs) It is interesting because they do come to worship him as the son of God. Or as, like, 
the savior, so... Yeah. It's like they did, they recognized who he was when a lot of people didn't for, like, most of his life. But they were, like... I feel like what we would call, like, new age mm-hmm. today of, like, following the stars and... Yeah. And they were very knowledgeable in that area. Yeah. And, but somehow God spoke through the stars and through all of that to lead them there to mm-hmm. to Jesus, which is very interesting. Yeah. My next one is both Joseph and Mary were descendants of David. The Gospel of Matthew traces Joseph's lineage through Solomon, while Luke traces Mary's through Nathan. So I thought that was really interesting because they both are from our descendants of David. Yeah, I thought that was That's really another thing I actually too. I don't, don't remember know. I actually hearing didn't that. Know. Like, yeah. Like, obviously I've read that in the Bible at some point. Yeah, same. Both the lineages are in there, but I just never realized that. Me neither. They were cousins. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that wouldn't be that weird they were for just, back then. Yeah. So. Both in the line. And it said, like, that's why Herod was more threatened. Yep. Because they knew somebody was coming from the line of David and here was this couple who were both from the line yeah. of David with a child. Which is interesting because it's like they still weren't... I don't think they would have been like well-known people. Like they were just these poor people from yeah. a small town. How did he know? Yeah, like how did they know all of this? He must have been able to... He must have been able to figure out somehow. Or I wonder if he had some sort of status as being from... Like, the line of David. I think everything... Well, everything back then was way more about status. Yeah. It's it's actually crazy how much we've gone away from that. Oh, in, like, most so ways. all about status. No. The Instagram followers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, there's still a status type thing, but it's not at all, like, how it was so important to have a son because they need to carry on your family legacy. Like, no one really cares about that anymore. Mm-hmm. Except maybe in some countries they still care about that, but it's not a thing here anyway my last one is that we do not know exactly when jesus was born but it most likely was not december 25th in the fourth century the roman catholic church decided to celebrate jesus birth and chose that day that's the reason that we celebrate on that day so it's really interesting i was reading more about this that they first started like when they first started celebrating it it was on january 6th oh because at the time this was like an ancient belief that prophets died on the same day as their conception and since he died said the crucifixion was on april 6th like when we celebrate good friday right right and so they calculated that like if he was conceived on april 6th when would he have been born so they say january 6th oh so they would celebrate that on that day because of like that ancient belief of prophets dying the day of their conception so that wasn't changed until the mid fourth century when um for some reason they changed the birthday celebration to december 25th well i think that's when they celebrated winter solstice and then they just also celebrate they started celebrating jesus birth the roman catholic church did i think it was the winter solstice but then also there's all these other, like, pagan rituals and stories that involve December 25th. Mm. Like, a story about the sun being born from, like, the virgin mother in the skies. 
Oh. On that day. Okay. So it's kind of, it's interesting. It's kind of like a pagan. That is interesting. A pagan day. That we're now celebrating we're just like, Jesus' birth. Took over to <laughs> yeah. celebrate Jesus' birth. Which, yeah, it it works because it's, we don't know when it was. So mm-hmm. we're just picking this day to celebrate it, which is always, I just love Christmas so much and I love celebrating Jesus' birth. So yes. I love, it's my favorite holiday, so. I love December so much, listening to the Christmas music and thinking about Jesus being born, even if it's not the exact day. <laughs> Maybe in heaven we'll find out which day he was actually born. That will be interesting to know. It's probably going to be like, okay, one thing I did read also on that, on the same site, we got this information from a site that I was talking about, interesting facts about the birth of Jesus. And... Along with that, it did mention that that one site thought it was probably the spring because it talked about the shepherds taking care of their flocks by night. And in their eyes, that wouldn't make sense to do when it was, like, winter time because it would be way too cold. No, they said that they would watch the fields at night when, like, they the sheep were going to, like, be giving birth. Oh, sorry, yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, they were probably the watching the sheep for, like, yeah. for them to go into labor to give birth. Yeah, and they say that would happen in the spring and not yeah. in the winter. So they think that it would be more likely that Jesus was born in the spring. That's interesting. Yeah, it's funny to think about because I've just been so used to celebrating Jesus' birth then and thinking it's then, even though it probably wasn't. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, that's all the interesting facts that I have. I have one other interesting one. Oh, you do? Let's hear it. This, I feel like this doesn't really make sense to me. (laughs) But just, like, the whole idea of the the virgin birth is really interesting and, like, something we can't really comprehend. That, like, a virgin would conceive a child. Right. It's pretty crazy. But I read that, um, a survey in 2003 in America found that 79% of Americans believe in the virgin birth and even more surprisingly 27% of self-proclaimed non-Christians affirm the doctrine hmm that is interesting so that's like a fourth of America even though like a fourth of America that is non-Christian still like believes in the virgin birth which is crazy because that is interesting. Why would they? It seems it does. It would if I hadn't grown up Christian and believing in it and believing in Jesus. It would be hard to believe that. I feel like. Yeah, because that just doesn't. I mean, it obviously never happens, <laughs> except that one time. So it just sounds untrue, but it is actually surprising. It's always surprising to me when I think about it a lot how many people celebrate Jesus' birth still, even if they're not Christians and they don't really, like, do anything else Christian-wise, but they'll still celebrate Christmas mm-hmm. and Jesus' birth and believe in it. And also how Christmas songs, a lot of them are have Christian meanings or talk about Jesus' birth, and they'll still just play those everywhere. I just always, I, I honestly find that so interesting. Because I feel like they cut out Christian music a lot or, like, people don't listen to that otherwise, but then on Christmas, somehow it's, like, 
totally fine. And they play a lot of Christian songs, so. Special. Yeah. I think it's well, great, kind of though. Focused around this story that. Look, I think a lot of people like the story, even if they don't believe it. Right. It's just come, become a part of, like, our Western culture. Right. But, yeah, the fact that she was, like, a virgin who conceived is, like, that really highlights, like, the supernaturalness of it. That Right. Like, the rest of the story, it's, like, that could happen besides the healings. <laughs> 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 but the rest of the birth story is, like, you could just say that that was just coincidence and that happened, but it... Yeah. The fact that she, like, had never slept with anyone and became pregnant is... Just by yeah. the Holy Spirit. It's, it's absolutely crazy. crazy when you really think about it. Because I've just grown up always believing it, it's just never seemed that crazy, even though I know it is. But when you really think about it, it is super crazy how that would even happen. Imagine, like, knowing her back then, and if she told you that. I'm just trying to imagine you, you in this... It. No. <laughs> Like, if you came to me suddenly and was like, I'm pregnant by the Holy Spirit, like, I would honestly just think you were high or really crazy or something. I don't know. I don't know how I could believe you. I would like to think that eventually I would believe you if, if it was actually true. You, yeah, I mean, that's what happens with Joseph, right? An angel comes to him and tells him to believe true. what Mary's saying. So that's the reason that, a big reason also that he, well, actually, that's the reason he stays with her. He was yeah. already going to divorce her, but then he stays with her after hearing from the angel. Silent night. It was not a silent Holy night. Give that up! Holy night. We're, um, canceling that song. <laughs> because it was, in fact, not a silent night. There were tears. Blood was shed. It was very traumatic, I know, because I was at a birth once my birth it scarred me for life no it did not <laughs> you said it was actually made you feel like you could give birth it was beautiful yeah but for jesus birth is beautiful but also yeah. had some tears but we can't wait for him to come back and we don't have to go through it anymore anyways thanks for listening yeah thank you thanks for being on the podcast megan you're welcome i had to drive many hours to get here <laughs> she lives with us so she didn't have to oh Anyways, Merry Christmas again, and hope you have a happy new year, and I will be back sometime in New Year with a new birth story. Unsure when that will be exactly, but... Once I give birth. (laughs) (laughs) So it's going to be five years. (laughs) Just kidding. Sounds about right. I don't know how long. Um, But anyways, hopefully I will be able to put one out soon after the new year. Let's... Here's to hoping 2021 is less crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! Hoping that it's less crazy than this year in COVID issues anyway. Amen. Even though it was a great year because I had my baby and my sister moved out here to be with me. So it was all pretty exciting. But hope you have a great New Year celebration and Christmas. And don't forget about the birth of Jesus. Remember not to just think about all the gifts and everything, but also to think about the reason that we're celebrating. Because I know that I can get wrapped up in everything else as well sometimes. Wrapped up? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. The greatest gift of all. Exactly. All right. Thanks for listening, and I will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Theme song brought to you by my husband, Joel Pennings, playing on the bass guitar, and myself playing the electric piano.